This edition of the Redheaded Preacher podcast is for Ash Wednesday evening. We did hold an in-person service at St. Peter's in Skokie. We had a maximum uh, registration, if you will, limit of 25 persons. We didn't have that many, which is fine, with social distancing, wearing masks, and I imposed ashes on those who um, wanted to receive them as part of our prayer of confession using a Q-tip and uh, treated ashes, and I wore you know, a pair of gloves, so everything was fine with that. There is no message for this, but I can tell you that the message really rotates around the passage, the words that are said upon the imposition of the ashes, and you'll hear that right away. So here goes our Ash Wednesday message. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Did you know that the words I just said and the words that the church uses when pressing ashes on parishioners this day came from scripture? In Genesis 3, after Eve and Adam had risen up in pride to defy God's one command, are found by the Lord, God told them the consequences of their actions. It ends with God telling Adam, by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. We recall that in one creation story, humankind was crafted out of the dust, and God breathed into this mud figure the breath of life, God's own breath, giving life to Eve and Adam and thus the human race. This quote is the pronouncement of judgment on sin, rebellion against God. Remember you are dust, to dust you shall return. Dust and ashes were worn on the heads of penitent Jewish persons and then Christians to show they are sorry for their sins and that they accept this guilt. It is also a sign of mourning, of grieving. The New Testament says that death came into the world through sin. The wages of sin is death. We all face death part of Ash Wednesday, of wearing the ashes, or simply by being here in prayer and penance and spirit, is confronting the truth of our mortality before God and one another. No one gets out of this life alive, physically speaking. This reality used to come close to paralyzing me. You know my family history. We've all been together long enough. With the death of my baby sister, Linda when she was one and a half years old and I was three and a half, followed 10 years later by the death of my dad and my grandfather Lanford in between, I thought about death a lot. In our bathroom, I used to pretend to be a scientist who would come up with the elixir of eternal life and I'd mix all sorts of bathroom things together and, and with water and one time I made the mistake of pouring them onto the subtle side lamp, boom. I didn't remember that water and electricity don't go along. Well, of course, I didn't come up with anything, but that tells you where I was. Thank God I had an unexpected encounter 
with God, which took away my wobbly faith and my fear of death. Yet I have stood by over 200 caskets or urns and officiated over that number of committals at cemeteries, and I know it is still a hard fact that each of our mortal lives do come to an end. Our bodies, according to Paul, do carry the seed for eternal life in Christ in 1 Corinthians 15. But it's coming. One day there will be a Totenfest candle up there with our names on it. Fear it or not. Maybe embrace it as a friend, as the late Cardinal Bernadine did and wrote about in his book, The Gift of Peace. Or as Dear Sister Death by St. Francis of Assisi, we who come tonight and wear the ashes in body and or spirit claim this bad news. We talk about our God being a God or the God of second chances, and we find that on Ash Wednesday too. The other phrase we hear tonight is also straight out of the scriptures, turn away from your sins and believe the good news. Jesus says in this coming Sunday's gospel lesson, our new RSV renders it a little differently, repent and believe in the good news. To repent is to turn away from our sins, to turn away from the things, the choices, the directions, the character defects within ourselves that block or impede our relationship with God and the good news of Christ. In the Greek, to repent does mean to turn away or to turn around, to change one's mind. It is not the same as confession. As a lover of the 1970s versions of the Three and the Four Musketeers movies starring Michael York and others, I got interested in the historic reign of Louis XIII, who was the king of France when these men supposedly lived. And there, at that time in the court, historically speaking, there was a theological conversation discussing if confessing our sins was the equivalent of repentance. Now, we know they are not the same. Repentance is a change, a change of life, hopefully not one that's temporary, at least not for long before we return. You and I do have to repent regularly because guess what? We're human. We have to repent regularly. But, and confession is the start of that, but only the start. To drop whatever one has, to drop whatever has led us away from God, let us away from facing towards God, including compartmentalizing our relationship with God. Turning away from that is a lifelong process, and it is far more than confession. Think of it. A cigarette smoker who quits learns again the pleasure of breathing easier and better. The quitting brings a better life. That can only be experienced by that quitting, by that turning around. An alcoholic who gets and stays sober gratefully rejoices in having his or her life back, being able to show up for people again and be free of what had become a sickening prison. In order to receive that good news, the gospel, 
the grace of being freely forgiven and promised life everlasting, turning away and repenting has to happen, just like it did for the smoker or the drinker to drop that. Then can one turn away and receive the benefits of turning away, turning back towards God. So on Ash Wednesday, we quote the Lord Jesus who taught us to repent and believe in the good news. With God, there is forgiveness. In Christ, there is life beyond this mortal coil. The Lord is not done with us, nor us with God. The reason we celebrate Holy Communion on Ash Wednesday is because of this. Bad news of sin and death, as real and cold and hard as they are, give way upon repentance to a liberated life serving the loving, crucified, and risen Lord, Jesus Christ. Remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Let us turn away from our sins, which bring alienation from God and brings death, and believe, turn to and believe the great news, the love of God.